This is Everyday Chemistry. My name is Megan Larson. I am a certified high school chemistry teacher, a mom of four kids, and a lifelong nerd. This is five minutes bouncing around in my brain to see how I notice and use science to explain the everyday things around me. Hope you enjoy. Because I'm a science teacher, my kids are always asking to do science experiments. Usually I just take them into my lab and let them do the same kind of experiments I do with my high schoolers. But when we're at home, they try to come up with projects we can do with things around the house. Yesterday, my son asked me if we could do the Pepsi Mentos experiment. Now, normally I'd say yes, except I don't happen to have any Pepsi or Mentos in the house right now. Well. I happen to know of three other ways to explode a can of soda, and none of them even involve opening it. I will tell you, I didn't try these at home because I didn't want to have to clean up the mess. But here you go. One way you could explode a can of soda would be to drop it. Now you might have done this in your life accidentally. I actually saw a woman with a two liter bottle in the grocery store the other day. It fell through the front part of the cart and hit the ground and she screamed because it exploded everywhere. So why does that happen? Why does dropping a soda make it explode? Is it because the can itself is so weak? No, it's actually because the gas is so strong. Now, a can of soda is carbonated. We say that, but what's in it isn't just carbon in the form that we often find carbon, like charcoal or the graphite in your pencil. Yeah, that's right. The thing in your pencil that makes it right, it's not lead. It's a form of carbon. So is the diamond in your ring. When we say a soda is carbonated, what it actually contains is carbon dioxide or CO2. This is often called dry ice if you buy it plain at the store. So the CO2 that's in there is in the gas form. That's what makes all the bubbles in your soda. If you leave a soda open long enough, the gas will work its way out. That's why our cans of soda come sealed. So when you drop a can of soda, a lot of energy goes into that can as it falls. Okay, in physics, we would call that um, potential energy versus kinetic energy. So you have a lot of potential energy as you're holding your soda high above the floor. And as you let go, it becomes kinetic energy or energy of motion. When it hits the floor, on the other hand, it stops suddenly. And as it stops, all of that energy it's just gained has to go somewhere. It's inside the can, causing the particles to bounce around. Now, normally gas particles are pretty spread out and they don't bump into each other very much. So we don't have a lot of pressure, but when they get moving really fast, they bump a lot. That's what we call pressure. And enough pressure can cause your can to explode. You might also notice after picking up your can that it didn't explode, but the bottom part has popped out and it's now too rounded to sit on a countertop. That's actually a safety feature built into the can design by the manufacturers to try to prevent exploding soda cans. It just gives the gas a little bit more space to move before it pops out. Another way to make a can of soda explode is to change the temperature. Now, you can go either hot or cold for two very different reasons. 
Hot is easier to explain because it's the same idea that we just talked about. It's having a lot of energy in the gas molecules inside the can. So if you leave a a sealed can of soda in your car on a hot day, it's going to get really hot in your car. And that energy is going to make the can hot and it's going to make the particles inside the can really hot. And when they move really fast, they're going to build up a lot of pressure. And that pressure is going to push out on the can and it might pop that bottom out. And if you're unlucky, it will actually explode and spray hot soda all over the inside of your car. Please don't leave a sealed can of soda in your car on a hot day. The easiest way to explode a can of soda is to just put it in the freezer. Accidentally tried this once in college, but not on purpose. In college, we had those little dorm fridges where it's technically a fridge, but the top shelf gets a little bit colder, so you can kind of call it a freezer. It's enough to make all of your ice cream a little bit like soft serve. Well, I was running out of space in the bottom part, and I figured it's not really that much colder in this part anyway, so I just put my can of soda on the top shelf. I really regretted it when I opened my fridge later to find that I had slushy all over everything in that fridge. So water is the main component of soda. Yeah, there's a ton of sugar in there and there's that carbonation, but most of it is actually water. And water is a very unusual substance in that it actually expands when it freezes. This is why your ice cubes float. They're less dense than the liquid water. They literally contain less of those water molecules occupying the same space. So when I take a can of cold water and I put it in a freezer and all of those particles spread out just a little bit as they freeze, I've now created a solid ice cube that's bigger than my can of soda. Yep, you guessed it, it explodes. Only this time it explodes in slushy form. Again, I don't recommend actually trying any of these experiments if you're going to be responsible for cleaning them up. Because no matter how you do it, an exploded can of soda makes a huge mess. Good luck cleaning your ceilings! Thanks for listening. I hope you found something interesting in this episode. If you've got a suggestion or a science question, or just something you want to share with me, feel free to find me on Twitter at Larson Chemistry. That's L-A-R-S-E-N Chemistry. Chemistry.